Want access to richer content and exclusive analysis on the business of sport? Sports Pro Plus is used by experts across the industry to make informed decisions, with two membership tiers offering access to original content, exclusive reports, and a suite of business intelligence tools. Become a member today at sportspromedia.com forward slash subscribe and use the code FCPOD10. That's FCPOD10 at checkout for a 10% discount. The Football Co. Business Podcast. The most creative minds and innovative thinkers in football. Hello and welcome to the Football Co. Business Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Manby, and on this show I spoke to Oscar-winning director Taika Waititi about his new film, Next Goal Wins, which tells the story of the infamously terrible American Samoa football team who came to the attention of the world in 2001 when they set a new world record, which still stands to this day, in losing 31-0 to Australia. That story became a documentary in 2014 and has now been given the Waititi treatment writing, directing, and acting. The man who in Jojo Rabbit made a comedy about Hitler youth told me about his philosophy of filmmaking and even tried to set the record straight about the 1995 Rugby Union World Cup final. We also discussed the difficulty of making football scenes which come across as authentic and how Michael Fassbender was a natural fit for comedy. Right, before we get into the interview, here's a clip from the film itself. Welcome to your new accommodation. Oh. That's your car, so you can move around the island at will. And now, the pièce de résidence. Your castle awaits. Your landlord is Sione. He lives in the house next door, and he's available 724 to address your every need. 724? Seven days out of every 24. Well, I'll let you get settled in, and I'll leave this Welcome to American Samoa video here for you to peruse at your leisure. The qualifiers are only four weeks away, Mr. Rongan. All I want from our team is just one goal. One goal. Taika, welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on? Now, you've made a film about football called Next Goal Wins. What's it all about? Well, I think on the surface, obviously, yes, it's about football and it's about uh, the worst football team in the world and the great loss that they suffered. It's a true story about American Samoa and their team, and they they still hold the record for the biggest international loss um, to date, and that was against Australia, 31-0. And, you know, you'd think a lot of people would, would find that quite deterring and that, you know, they probably wouldn't pick themselves up. But these guys, they just had the tenacity and the drive to keep going and try and, um, and, try and get rid of those that demon, that thing that was the embarrassment that was hanging over them because of that game. So, you know, that's really on, on the surface. That's the background of the film. But the film itself really is about, it's about family and about trying to find happiness and, you know, how things like sport and, and a team or creating a family around you can help deal with things like grief. And loss. Do you remember at which point you became aware personally about this famous, or should it be infamous, American Samoa football team? Yeah, so 2015, I think it was, I was shooting a film and um, my producer, Carthy, gave me the documentary to watch. And that was the first time I'd heard about it. And I was amazed that I hadn't heard anything earlier because uh, I think that match was 2001, I think. Right? And I watched the doc and I was amazed. And, I, you know, there were so many parts of it that I thought, you know, if you were to write all of those elements down as a as a movie, people wouldn't believe that it was true. Um, there's so many, you know, sort of that it just hit all the beats for like a great underdog sports film. I remember where I was. I mean, you know, for me, it was one of those 
where were you moments. And I remember, you know, there was this kind of big reaction. The world mocked a nation. And two decades later, you decide to make a movie out of it. Yeah. And you make yeah. it a comedy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, does it, did it, did it, did it, did it feel like a sort of funny topic? It didn't, you know, obviously that's, it's, I bet it wasn't fun on the day. But um, I think with time, you know, you can, in some perspective and a bit of distance, you can see the, and also because it's got, ultimately it's got a you know, happy ending and, and things turned around for the team. I like the idea that it wasn't them going from being the worst team to being the best team on earth. You know, it was like just some kind of crazy big trajectory. I liked that the big thing for them was just, breaking that curse and getting one goal. In the history of the country, having a football team that had never won a game or scored a goal before Thomas Rongan came around. Um, and so for them, like a big part of it was just breaking that little that little curse, that thing that was hanging over them, which was just to get a goal. And you know, once you sort of achieve that, and I liked the idea that that was sort of the big aim, the big um, mission for the whole film, it's just a team scoring one goal. Did it kind of fit for you in terms of what you seek to do as a filmmaker, as a writer? You know, and I think of Jojo Rabbit where you seek comedy in the absurd. I mean, you yourself wrote, directed and played the part of an imaginary Adolf Hitler who's this kind of camp comedic buffoonish figure. Did you kind of, are there parallels? Is that quintessentially what you look to do? Yeah, I've always tried to add humor to anything. And I think at the if you've got like a, a deeper theme beneath everything and this again is you know the film really is about loss and grief and picking yourself back up and you know and trying to look for happiness in your life and and, and all of my films really are about that and uh, and this is no different and i think that you know as a pacific islander being able to tell a pacific pacific island story um that gives us a little bit more leeway and a bit more permission really to poke fun at ourselves i think if it was someone you know if it was a western filmmaker coming in and laughing at the worst team in the world and saying look at how you know look at these losers it would feel a bit different and it might feel a little more offensive and i think that because you know i'm from new zealand and it's samoa and like we share a lot um culturally and um, and we're very similar people you know we just decided to make a basically pull everyone in together and you know have a lot and it's 99 percent islanders in this film <laughs> you know there's like two white characters and that's about it and so like you know just being able to do that you know we we had full control over how we were seen and how we got to portray ourselves there are a lot of sports documentaries around i mean it feels to me like the number is growing every year particularly with the streaming giants amazon and netflix yes. they're constantly producing these documentaries you know, but they're not comedies, typically. I mean, Ted Lasso stands aside. That obviously is a comedy. But typically, they're kind of fly-on-the-wall docu-series giving um, fans great insight and behind-the-scenes access. And they're terrific, but they're not funny. And that kind of feels like that's part of sport. Do you think sport takes itself too seriously? It absolutely does. And I think, the, the, for me, the best part of sport is the, it has the ability to bring people together from you know different backgrounds and uh, different walks of life, and the fact that yeah you know, this thing that people come to and it's not really sport for me is like the sort of, you know the it's real drama it's real theatre because you don't know what the outcome's going to be it's like you know you, you go and see this thing and there's highs and lows it has follows like a three act structure and but I do think we do take it so seriously and like you know I, my sport my main sport is rugby that I love I'm from a rugby mad nation. I take it pretty seriously when I go and watch the games, you know, and watch the World Cup games. And that was like life or death for me. I just, you know, and but 
I think the differences with rugby, I think with rugby audiences, they're probably just not, they don't take it as serious as some football crowds. I want to talk about creating the football scenes. Um, you know, football scenes are notoriously hard to film. And I think a lot of people have laughed at football scenes previously. You know, you've got actors aren't generally very good at football and footballers aren't yep. generally very good at acting. So whichever way you do it around, you know, it doesn't so, sort of really work. Yeah, it's just hard to make the game seem dynamic on film somehow. Like, and I've seen a lot of films about football and I think just maybe in back, like in the older times, older times, uh, the um, just, you know, there used to be those shots following a ball and, like, you know, some feet hitting it and stuff. And it just, just didn't seem very fast or cool. And um, we managed to get in some cameramen who, who usually film sports events and, like, they, you know, football, uh, they're football photographers and football cameramen. And so they came in and they, and, so we managed to use them for the for the big game at the end, and I think I like to think watching that game that at least it's like it, it does feel exciting to me, even though it's like you know it's supposed to be not very good players. And um, but the main thing is there's a narrative in that game, and we're able to follow that you know to, to follow the sort of the back and forth between the teams, and um, that was there was a really important thing just to get right was to make sure that you understood what was happening in the game. Also to make it fun as well, like to make it fun and have higher stakes and have like moments where like, oh my god, is it going to go and end? But also, you know, some really stupid moments in there too, like this Rambo character doing the kind of using the force to, you know, to predict where he's going to kick the ball. That I suppose is what I wanted to talk about. You know, some of the more serious sporting movies, I don't know, Any Given Sunday or something like that. The sort of authenticity and the true to life nature of sport is hugely important and that's why people you know will criticize it or they'll love it did you care hugely about that i mean it sounds like you did the fact that you were getting in people who professionally shoot yeah sport. yeah and the guys who choreographed yeah that that game that we um that we did at the end they were at the actual game and so they knew the you know they filmed it you know they knew the team very well and again it's about the worst team in the world can't be that good you know, it's not supposed to be the you know, the greatest looking football match of all time. Yeah, you know, so we're not going to make the worst team in the world look like you know the team from any given sun- Sunday because that would feel very weird to watch. Um, but yeah, just creating those moments and showing, but then also figure out how to show them actually you know succeeding in the game as well and turning themselves around. Did you meet anyone who? participated in that game maybe a players or anyone from the american samoa football um, federation there were a couple of uh i took the film back to american samoa to show it there and um there were met a couple of players who were in that team that the, the team from 2001 and also the team from uh from 2004 2008 2014 oh my god 2010 i can't remember the years anymore and then uh but the main character, the main one that um, I've spent most time with is Jaya and uh, Sailua. She was kind enough to, you know, to, her and Thomas actually were, were really great and supportive of the film and um, understood that I, you know, sort of like shift some of the things that actually happened or like change the order of things and shift timelines and stuff for this film. And she was there. She was not in the 31 nil match she was uh, still a kid then but because of that match they started the youth development programs in american samoa and that's where she came up and um, so she'd been playing for a long time and did she love it that you were making this this film or did she kind of think uh 
you know. Yeah, she loved it. I think no one. I think like you know, more than um, feeling like oh, we're going to be made fun of, you know, because of this big loss. It's very rare to see people like you or to see yourselves on on screen. And so, for like you know, most Maori and Pacific Islanders, you know, any chance you know to have our stories told, um, you know triumphant or embarrassing um uh, is an opportunity just to be put out there and to have our stories told and if it's and they're told by us then it's even better amazing tiger michael fassbender is the star of the film he's a tremendous actor he's world famous actor he's probably best known for some pretty hauntingly serious troubled characters how did it transpire that he ended up playing the lead role in this comedy like, did you always um, think, I want Fassbender, he's going to be great in this No, I actually, when, when we were writing, when Ian and, I, Ian and I were writing the screenplay, we didn't really have anyone in mind, to be honest. We, um, and then a few years went by and I went and made two other movies and the, the screenplay sort of just sat around. And I thought maybe someone else might end up making it because I, was, I started getting more and more things lining up for myself. And... Ian and I, we went back into the script and looked through it, and like it went, when it came time to to make the film, and then I think there were probably only a handful of people that really thought would be good, and Michael was right at the top, and I got in touch with him. He was racing cars for Porsche at the time, and he um, was in Europe, and I think he was taking a break from acting, but he read the the screenplay. He loved the documentary already; he'd seen that, and um, and he was on board. And it wasn't a majorly comedic role in the script it sort of developed i think as we the closer we got to the shoot the more i got to know michael and in real life he's actually a really funny guy and he um really good at improvising and so we played around a lot on set and um and yeah he um he he really surprised me and i was really happy that he uh, managed to uh, to be funny as well he's a huge football fan he's a big liverpool fan i think is he a liverpool fan he is he is he's uh, he's occasionally snapped in the stands at anfield i believe Oh. Taika, last question from me. Are there any other sports or football stories that you want to give the Taika Waititi treatment? I never, ever thought I would ever make a sports film, so this is the only one I've ever really thought of or considered. But, um, you know, I sort of, I do wonder if there are any more sports films. It's probably a, maybe a very obscure sport. probably wouldn't be a very popular sport if I was going to do another one, like darts championships. Um the, uh, it sounds very Will Ferrell, you know. He kind of it does, uh, doesn't it? What was the one he did? Ice he skating. Could he could do darts. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. You know, I, I do. I, I'm not massively happy about how New Zealand came across in Invictus, but um, we'll let that go because you know that film did need some villains, even though we all know we were poisoned. We do indeed. That sounds like it, it needs a sequel. Feels like more should be space. more of a spy movie where he's like following people go on their quest to give the All Blacks food poisoning so they'd lose the cup. You, not that you sound bitter or anything. No, no, not bitter at all about South Africa's track record. And sports fans don't take sport too seriously, or rugby no. fans don't anyway. No, I was at that game actually. It was brilliant. You know, even though we we lost, it was a brilliant game and a brilliant tournament. Great competition. And, um, you know, at the end, hey, rugby won. There you go. Taika Waititi, thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much. Nice to meet you, Alex. Take care. And to all listeners, please do look out for Next Goal Wins coming to the cinema very soon. Thanks very much. All the best. The Football 
Co. Business Podcast. The most creative minds and innovative thinkers in football.